Hey guys, this is Chels Pinky, aka the Washing Machine Queen. This episode of Black Girls Texting is brought to you by Menos Moss. Feed your skin, baby girl. Or boy. It's Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Each week we spill tea in our group chat and each week we let you in on it. And as you can see, each week I'm learning the tagline a little better. Because Glenn stopped doing her job. Girl, that was only That was your job. job. At the beginning, you, you it hasn't be- been my job for mad long. Girl, because okay, you so I'm getting better. In. All right, I'm getting better. That's all I wanted to hear. Improvement is what matters most. How was your weekend? Sure. <laughs> um, I'm going to say oh, that I'm Sade at, at Black Girls Texting. Who are you? Oh, I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. Sorry, it's late. I'm tired. <laughs> um, I'm Glenn at Bedside Rat. And how was your weekend, y'all? Just a little quick catch up. Ooh, girl, she is booked, busy, and blessed. You Ooh, look good. I like you look that. Blessed. I was doing some. I did a a shot with our friends at Brooklyn Mavens, who we love. I realized I love being taking photos with black women, like with black women as the photographers. Like they just always make me look so good and I feel super comfortable. Yeah, so they like shot, care about your light. Yo, like really care. We shot in um, like Brooklyn Heights. It was mad cute. And then I met up with Chelsea at the Ludlow house where we oh, did yeah. um, a little like pop up facials session with. The founder of Menos Mas. Yeah, who we actually have on the call right now. Shade, you want to do your intro? Yes, so we're super excited. I did not have an exciting weekend, but the girls were having so much fun with Anya from Menos Mas. So we have Anya Santana. She is a Bronx native Dominicana and That's founder. Right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and founder of Menos Mas Beauty and Wellness. And her company speaks to African-Americans and Latinx and is for the culture. So before you get into telling us about your brand, we're going to play our little game, read or reply with you. So real quick. Let's see how how basic I sound in this. Oh, no. I'm sure sure it's going to be fine. I mean, some stuff you might want to leave on red and that's okay and some stuff you might want to reply to and that's also okay yes and so a quick reminder for our listeners when we play red or reply if you leave something on red you're not fucking with it if you reply you love it all right so yes our first one is ariana grande oh i'm like torn in the middle same girl say um, more why? Well, well you love saying say more well I- I I don't I feel I don't know I like her music I mean I just discovered her so it's not like I'm well versed in her but I like what I've found about her so far but I don't she can stay on red for copying the culture 
Mm. And like not giving credit. Mm -hmm. But yep, we had a little Princess Nokia throwing soup moment. I mean, she, she apparently she got a lot of inspiration from a lot of people. Including yeah. two chains, <laughs> right? But then he's oh, on the, the remix house. of her song or something. Yeah, well, we're she, not defending it. Well, she had to. I mean, it's like we get called out. That's a quick fix. Get him right. on the remix. Oh, that's true. Damn, I didn't even think of it like that. Could have been done. On okay, the, on the back end. Alicia but Keys. I, Alicia but I do Keys. like her. Okay, Alicia Keys hosting the Grammys. I really didn't watch, but it looked well. So I'll keep it on red because I don't. I'm not well versed on the Grammys. Sorry. Did you I did not the see. Didn't see. Didn't see it. Leave her on red. She's so dry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I kind of like okay? her. Like I'm high, man. Like yeah. Like energy. No. no. I fucks with her talent. Did you see Shorty playing two pianos at once, wow. singing about seven different songs in mad? vocal ranges like you can't hate on when she do that Sorry. at the grammys at the grammys she sang mad she sang? classic songs yeah <laughs> no she was like oh my god she was like all these songs i wish i wrote and like sang like all why are you laughing glenn because you can't sing <laughs> anyways cardi b she still makes music cardi b's grammy outfit specifically. oh man oh that was iconic Yes. But I feel like she, I, I don't even do this properly. Reply. I love her. I'm obsessed. Hello, Bronx. Shout out to her. Um, oh. That whole, I mean, every single look was just a moment. It was, she, she like arrived. But I feel yes, like she does that she for arrived. everything, which is incredible. Yeah. She, I actually watched her Grammy speech and I was expecting it to be like better. But even though the Grammy speech wasn't that great, I still cried. Because I'm just thinking about the fact that she was, like, just stripping not right. too long ago. And now she's just, like, an A-list celebrity. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect her to give the most emotional speech, but her emotion is just so captivating. It just feels like you're winning. Like, I yeah. mean, when you come from where she comes from, which is where I come from, it's like when one of us wins, we all do. So oh, you yes. feel it so much more. Yeah, so true. Hometown. Well, now okay. I can't shade her outfit, so I'll just go. Don't go you on. dare! It was <laughs> life. I fucking stand for it. Like she looked amazing. I loved do you it. Know, do you know yeah. what I love? The commitment. She commits to the yes. whole thing. You know what I mean? Like that Gaga is true. Kind of did that in her lane, and she just does it all the way. I love the commitment to whatever it is. It's like it. She carries it. You know, that's what makes a, that completes a look. Yes, I agree. Okay, buying Gucci post blackface sweater. Red. Mm. I want to see what happens after the meeting with Dapper Dan and Mm -hmm. how he kind of takes this as a teachable moment. Yeah. But I also feel like it's at this point in life, it's not our job to like educate you. Like it's 2019. Get with the program. Yes. And I'm also starting to get really, not frustrated, that's the wrong word, but like, um, I feel like an internal battle with cancel culture. Like, Mm. like, then we're gonna have to cancel everybody and everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at what point do we... I don't think it's about um, canceling people, which is always our focus. It should be just about supporting 
Mm-hmm. Like, we give so much. People don't have the attention span to cancel, right? Like, oh, one yeah, week later. that's a fact. A day later, they're on to the next. Yeah. But if you we just put our energy towards highlighting black designers that are just as great or anyone of color that's just as great and so actually supporting our own, it's a better alternative than just saying cancel. Like, when you cancel, what do you leave people with as an alternative, which is why it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Was it Dolce & Gabbana? I'm actually blanking, but one of those brands that did something racist and straight up didn't care. I mean, they all do, but Dolce & Gabbana is like no, a thousand like, percent canceled. Like they, they yeah. made a whole ass of themselves in China. And I was like, well, like some brands just no don't more. give a fuck. All right. Anyways, um, celery juice. Reply. <laughs> I'm so basic. Is that basic? Juice. No. <laughs> I'm very not. ahead of the times. But not, I mean, it's but. it's really, it's it's like comeback and trend, but it's something that I've done in my family in the past. And now I've got like my, even my dad is like, we're all waking up at 6 a.m. drinking celery juice. Are you serious? Damn, oh yeah, what? the whole family. It's like a family commitment. Yeah. So you have like a fancy juicer? No, uh, we do have one, but we don't use it. We're too lazy. So we just blend it and then strain it. Word. Yes, that's my go-to, a blend and strain. And what, are, yeah. what benefits have you found? Like, a bend and snap. Um, I mean, it's a slightly diuretic, you know, it, definitely more energy. I feel like my skin has a better glow. Um, TMI, better bowel situation. <laughs> um, just your digestion is just better. You are less hungry. It regulates everything a lot better in your system oh, I'm um yeah you should totally try it um it's definitely a bit intense i feel like it's not as intense as it should be when you blend it because it's kind of mixed with water um mm. so i end up drinking like 32 ounces in a shot because i but i can tolerate that but in, in juicer you're just getting the pure juice when you juice it so um, it's way more intense, but you can build up to it. But it, there are so many benefits to it. If you have bad skin, if you have poor digestion, if you have thyroid and hormone problems, it just helps all of that. It's really incredible. That sounds good. good Do you and have to buy is, a lot of celeries? I buy like, yeah. <laughs> we Wait, do why it did every I just say celeries? It's celery. <laughs> you know, okay, I do that with candy. I always say candies, even if it's one. I don't know why. <laughs> a lot of people say candies. I don't know. I'm like, give me the candies. I'm like, well, like there's only one. I'm done with y'all. Okay, and then our last one, um, since this is health and wellness, is boutique workouts. So, like, the SLTs of the world. Like, how do you feel about those? I feel feel like they're on red for the most part because hmm. they're just uh oh it's so comp like they're not they're incredible workouts but they're excluding us so hmm. i don't care to i care for the workout because i do believe in them and they're fun and they're great to some extent but I've gone to so many of them where, like, I'm always the only person of color or... And I'm a digestible type of person of color, you Mm. know what I mean? Like, I'm very well aware of that. Like, I'm in between both where I can kind of be a comedian, you know? And... But if some, like, you know, hood-ass girl comes, I'm pretty sure they're going to 
give them all kinds of side eye, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, so I, I feel like until, but you go in there and they're in the, in the class and they're like, it's lit. It's, it, it, they take our culture and apply it to them, but like, don't really. <laughs> they how they do really not be in do. there saying it's lit. Oh, oh my God. They'd oh. be blasting Takashi 6 9 oh in these classes. Yeah. They just like, and they're like, come on, Karen, you can do it, Karen. <laughs> And it's can like, be doing you know, it though, but it's also part of like where wellness is as well. Like there's you know culture vulture, yeah, yeah, um, exist in every realm. Yeah, well, Damn. find some maybe black boutique workouts. And there are so many coming yeah. up, especially in Harlem. Um, what I just discovered, um, oh, it's a spin gym in Harlem, uh, Spike Spin. Spike Spin. I was and, about to say yeah. that. Yeah. And she's a woman of color, and she's like, make yeah, and she's you know, it's affordable. It's it, and she's doing it, you know, tart. We have the same taste as every amazing boutique um, gym out there. It's just that we don't have it, you know, within us. And now there's so many Heel House is another great space in Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, with yoga and heel exactly. So there you go, just like. Do your research, find mm-hmm. it, and if not, just get a group of friends and start invading these spaces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Imagine mobbing, mobbing out to Soul Cycle. Just mob out. <laughs> Listen. I love that. Oh yes. So, um, this kind of all started through the homie Bradley. Shout out to Bradley Gifford. Shout out to Brad. Yeah, he <laughs> um connected us and. When you and I hopped on the phone, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I want to, like, share your story and share more about you. So can you just kind of tell the listeners how Menos Mas got started? Menos Mas was kind of, well, it wasn't kind of. It it began unbeknownst to me with just an issue of having acne in my early 20s. Like, you don't expect to have acne. Acne with the S. Um, Acne. <laughs> there goes my college degree, guys. <laughs> um, I didn't expect to have acne in my 20s, you know, and I was so frustrated and tired. And I went to a dermatologist, like desperate for Accutane. And he was mm. God sent. He was just like, um, no, read ingredient labels and i'm just giving you vitamin e oil and have like i had super like this thing of green powder like superfood powder he's like have Mm -hmm. it every day on an empty stomach have a gallon of water put this vitamin e oil and from there i just kind of left in awe because i didn't i I expected to leave heavily medicated with products you know like prescribed products and he didn't and i went nearby to Whole Foods and just started looking at what labels had versus like my regular supermarket and what my skincare products at home had and I became kind of I also dived heavily into like food documentaries and how like manufacturing of food in America is Mm -hmm. and that wormhole just changed my whole life so I read the China study and I really learned how terrible um, factory farming is. And so mm. I became, I did a 10 day juice fast <gasps> with that, with the help of um, what's his name? Uh, Jada kiss and styles P have a juice bar just near me. 
and they were just new in the area and I was going to them every day to get my juices, them and making them at home. I did it for 10 days oh and then gosh. I didn't eat meat again. And my Girl, skin cleared what? up. Wait, was that, Wait, is that juices for up? life? Yeah, it is. They're amazing. Yeah, we have one right here by me in Bed-Stuy. I didn't know that was owned by Jadakiss and Stuy. Yeah, Jadak. Yeah, so they started it years ago. And back then, I, I just like discovered them in my hood. And uh, they had one in Yonkers and then the one right by me. Mm-hmm. And then I think recently they opened the one now in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah Angela Yee is, par- is a partner in that one. That's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, and so that, like, so it became, that kind of taught me that it's not just about what I put on my skin, it's what goes inside of it and how well I treat it. Mm-hmm. Short, shortly thereafter, I started, you know, fitness and running and the whole combination of everything really manifested everything Menosmas is. So Menosmas started with, you know, my miracle bomb, which is, it just cured all, it was a combination of everything I'd been using individually, all the oils. Mm-hmm. And I tested and trialed and kind of made my own little lab until I found the perfect formula for a bomb that I use face to toe. And it's part of our collection till this day. And from there, I wanted to extend into, I felt like a scrub, a mask, and a moisturizer are like a good starting point for someone entering skincare. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I created two of each that I felt were things that I just loved constantly. And uh, everything has a purpose. It's, I call it skin food because it's really, you know, you're feeding your skin. That's so cool. Hell and yeah. yeah. And so par- the biggest thing for me, though, like I have incredible products and I love them. They're handmade. They're organic. Um, you know, everything serves a purpose. Uh, it's all nutrient dense. Um, but for me, the lifestyle is so much more important. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we call it our Menos Mas mob. And it's literally like mobbing with our community, like whether it's, it's you working out for this first time or you trying to be vegan or even trying what matcha is. It's just mm-hmm. embracing, you know, and bind and doing it our way, right? Like really binding wellness and culture. I don't want to be far removed from my Dominican roots, from my Bronx roots, from the things that I enjoy mm-hmm. and my friends. And I did that for a really long time. I was you know, I kind of lived this like downtown world of like going to these spaces where I was always the only, you know, black girl. And I came back from Paris and I was like, this is still happening. And I'm, I'm so done. I can't, I can't live two worlds. And so I, I decided not to. And our lifestyle is really that combination of like, I'm going to embrace our do-rags, our silkies, (laughs) are everything about us you know my dominican food i make it vegan like i make everything the vegan version of it and it's not any less dominican um the way i talk to my audience the way i engage with them the lingo the music everything about us it's really a combination of wellness and culture where that and i feel like that's the only way that i'm really going to target and embrace the people that I want to, and it's us to be inclusive of us. Hell yeah. Yeah. I loved your, um, a quick shout out to you. 
uh, in the New York Times. That's a pretty big still, deal. Still um, say to me that huge I fucking deal. That's amazing. Um, but I was reading it today, and like even the first liner, like I still eat rice and beans. I just use brown rice now. Mm-hmm. Like speaks to exactly what you were saying. But also just to bring it back, Paris. Like why Paris? Can you explain that journey? Because you're from the Bronx, right? I'm from the Bronx. So just as I like had made all my formulas and I still didn't have a name, but um, long story short, a bad breakup. uh, I decided Mm. to eat. Mm, It's always always a broken heart that takes the next step. It's always some person. It's always a guy that fucks up your life. <laughs> no, I, I preaching to the out. choir, girl. <laughs> Not me. I I was in a in a relationship for a really long time, and that ended, and I was a bit lost. And I've always known that I've either wanted to be in the arts and entertainment or be a business person. And so I said to myself, I can always be an actor. I can't always get up and go to Paris. So. I made the decision in the summer of 2014. I bought the ticket the same day that I decided I would go. And in January, I was in Paris. Like, it was like from June to January, I was from decision to landing. It was six months. Wait, so you uh, must tell us about... uh maybe teach us a little bit about finances because Girl. that seems like you had like a hefty savings or did you just no, go I, out on a limb? I, I went out on a limb. I, I paid off with everything that I could. Like I worked, I was very lucky that I, at the time I was bartending because mm. I was an actor. So that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I worked at a hotel rooftop at the time. What was the hotel name? Um, Oh, it's called oh, 60 LES. It's what it's called now. Mm, At the yeah. time. Yeah. It's it, it his favorite place. <laughs> At the time, it wasn't called that. It was just transitioning into being 60 LES. Like we're doing a name change. Oh. Um, yeah. What was it before? It was um, a. No. With an A. No, it was. Um, or Thompson. It, it was Thompson Hotels. Oh, Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was Thompson when I started, and by, like, mid-job, it was, like, 60 LES, and I still called it the Thompson the whole time I was there. But, <laughs> you know, when you when you work as a bartender in a hotel in New York, you make so much money. So I was just, like, getting rid of, like, all my debts and saving at the same time. And I, I, was, I was, like, regardless of whatever I have in my pockets, I'm going. Because I Did bought the ticket, so in my mind, it was set. It, it, yeah. You know, when you, I feel like, and, and it's my my personal experience, you know, has taught me that there's a difference in in how you move when you go from, I want to do something and you just kind of let it linger in your head in a dream mm. to making a decision about it. Mm. You move different. You, sh- you, you think different. You ask different questions, right? I could have said to myself, I want to go to Paris and I can... You know, I would dream about it, but I can't do it because I don't have a visa versus saying I'm going to Paris. And then you start asking. The conversation changes when you make the decision, right? So you go from kind of like, this is impossible to like figuring it out. You know, Mm -hmm. like I started asking friends, like, 
who do you know in Paris? I'm going there. How do I do this? And do you have a couch for me? You know, I like. So did you I, speak French? Or, no, or? I, I still don't. It's been four years, and I still don't speak. <gasps> You've been there for four years. <laughs> yeah, it's been what? four years. I just had my four-year anniversary in January, and I, my I speak like hood burger ghetto street French. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. What? I would love I to love hear that. It. I know. I'm like, like, can a, you do it? For is there like a lot. Dominican community in Paris? You know, the closest they there's like a little bit of a Latin because of the the political climate in Venezuela. There's a big mm-hmm. um, like Latin American community. Not so much Dominican, but the closest thing I do go to the African neighborhood because mm. um, they have we eat all the same root vegetables, plantains, and you know, cassava. yuca, cassava, and mm-hmm. all that. So it's, I just, everywhere I, I am that. in the world, I just go to the African hood because they yeah. have all the same Dominican yeah. offerings. Oh my God, I love that. Wait, sorry, I think they wanted to hear your um, hood French. Oh my God, no, it's so bad. It's a, it's like, you know, sometimes it's so bad. I like will take an English word and just give it a French accent. Girl, and I'm like, that's yeah, trifling. This is- <laughs> that's like my my, Wait, my neighbor was like me... i speak spanish basemento yeah and i'm just basemento. like i was dead ass that and a mix of like hand signals and you know smiling they figure it out you you know that's the thing True. like if you and that's again back to like the you know kind of keeping it in your mind and giving yourself all these impossible things when you make it a reality, you're just like, you know, you figure it out as you go. I, But you also have to have thick skin or build it or just embrace that it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. It does not, I mean, it's very difficult. You go through a lot of lonely nights and it's scary. I had to move there three days after Charlie Ito. The first, ter- oh, like those shit. fake terrorist attacks. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, I, and I didn't know anyone there. And I was a bit, I mean, a bit is an understatement. I was terrified. Oh my um, and it was quite a somber, you know, atmosphere and climate. But the French have taught me to be resilient about living life. Mm. Um, they don't sacrifice their right to have a great life. Mm-hmm. And so, which we don't have here. Regardless of no. your money or your status, quality of life as a community, as a country, it does, it's not a, a priority. Importance. Yeah, it's yeah. not a priority. And for the French, you know, like the next day they were like, you know, we're going to cry and we're going to be sad and we're going to be scared, but we're mm-hmm. still going to go to this club and we're still <laughs> going to sit in this coffee shop for because hours. Because it's our life and you're not going to take it away. Yeah. That's and so that real. Is, yeah. And, and so I, I, I've learned the value of what it means to have a life living in France. You know, I was thinking when I heard and read that you moved that you relocated to Paris I started to think about this um tradition of black artists and creatives that all like at some point made a pilgrimage to Paris like Mm -hmm. thinking about like Baldwin going to Paris to try to find like I don't know like acceptance or celebration um it's just like a freedom I live in this neighborhood where Baldwin and all these black artists lived when they live in Paris um very lucky and there's just Paris has this, it, it is a very romantic city. I mean, not because of the people, it's just the city, the, the way they move. and and it, But you have this freedom of expression there, of, mm. of, of your feelings, of letting your guard down that you can't have here. 
Mm. And and it, 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 I felt, I do, like, now that I've been there and I look back, when I read Baldwin or I read or I listen to his conversations or Nina Simone and everyone who's lived in Paris, I feel it so strongly because you do have this, you can also look at America in your troubles from far away. And it's different. Mm. You, It's like you're outside looking in at an experience that you've already had. Mm. And you can dissect it different with, with, your, with your guard down because you're not there. Right. And you also talked about, to me, how you felt like Paris. Well, you can also tell us about, because you went to Berlin first, right? You were saying how you felt like the market, it would have been served better in Europe. And like that was a part of you kind of taking that leap of faith. Yeah, well, at the time, I, I had been to Paris in my early 20s. Again, after a breakup. <laughs> and <laughs> I had like an eat, pray, love moment in my early 20s. Girl, and I did I, it too. And, and I, did, I, I like cried for six months and then went to Paris for a month to find, you know, happiness again. I don't know. Are you a writer? I, sh- I, I'm an, I was an actor. I'm very traumatic. Very much traumatic. You know? so yeah. I'm, I'm the most my whole life. Um... But I, I, I wanted to go to Paris and I went and it was exactly, I, I felt like I was in a Woody Allen movie by myself. It was so, uh, girl. I oh went, gosh. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know myself really. And, and, and it was better than what I ever thought it could be. And so I knew that was a confirmation that I wanted to live there. And I also knew from being there how at the time it was super traditional when I just landed in Paris, um, and I knew that going there, that wellness wasn't a thing there yet, but I knew the way social media and internet is moving, it was going to be a thing. So I knew I had the opportunity to grow my business there. And I also knew, like, being the French, the, the Bronx girl in France, the French will love that I'm from the Bronx, mm. and I knew that the you know American audience would love that I was living in France, like I'm this Bronx girl. And so I, I, I knew that going there, that that would play to my advantage. She's smart. And so, marketing. Yeah, I, I thought, I guess my marketing degree served me right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I knew, yeah, yeah, I knew I knew that going there. And surely when I got there, there, there there's still no boutique. I mean, they're just opening like boutique gyms and lots of, you know, kind of, young Instagrammable places because things move quickly mm-hmm. um, but it's still so many ways to go and grow I'm just envisioning envisioning the future of like healthy French eating like I can't see like the French letting go of their like meat Duck wine fat. and cheese I know I'm like can it's- you see yourself being like a French bistro with like vegan brie like yeah, <laughs> they, 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 they have vegan pastry shops now I mean I think when you're the last to catch up, right, you you do everything faster and then with the future intended. So you're mm. already like you're you're skipping all the the baby steps everyone else had to take because you're just like, oh, I can do this and plan for the future. Mm-hmm. So France is there, right? They didn't have to go through all the hurdles of 
climbing through Instagram. They're just like, it's already France. Let's make this even more beautiful. They, mm-hmm. they already have the formula because it's been done by so many before them. But um, th- it's a different type of market, right? Like America, we have a health crisis. We mm-hmm. are either really well, you know, some pe- you know, you have like the goop people who are like yes. el- elitist. You have some who are rel- either you're in shape or well or you're suffering from all kinds of foodborne illnesses and, and you're sick. And f- mm-hmm. because there's no quality of life here, like it doesn't matter. There's no preventative medicine. There's there's no real food the food industry is is a big business. So they don't mm-hmm. really care to to take care of people like everything in America. It's it's capitalist not social justice first, right? Yeah. So um in France, it's quite the opposite. Quality of life matters. You walk more, so you walk everywhere. You are taking your time to eat lunch. You're not rushing for 15 minutes and you know shoving something down your throat just to go back and sit at your desk. Uh, you're taking an hour, an hour and a half lunch. You're sitting for four hours and having dinner and talking. So yeah, you might have had a bottle of wine, but you had it over four hours talking and digesting. Your portions are already smaller. Mm-hmm. So the quality of life is what we're trying to have here. So when the, for the French, it's more like, well, why do I need to be healthier when I'm already walking everywhere, cycling everywhere? You know, I take my time. I eat small portions. The food is fresh. You know, you bake bread three times a day. The the you know things don't have. Oh, wait for that siren. No, oh this, is, this is just a, it's a part of this the This happens episode. every single episode because it Chelsea lives by bookings. <laughs> <laughs> the quality of life is already like quite well compared to America. You know, the food, like even GMO, like that's a huge thing they fight against in France, like even letting it in the country. And mm. things down to like if, if you're at a restaurant, or if you pick up a, uh, any product in France, it says the percentage of what is on every single ingredient. Like, literally. Oh, damn. That transparency. So it's super... Yeah. It, and it's by law. That's like a standard law. For example, mm-hmm. in clean beauty... In, in the beauty industry in Europe, there are 13,000 ingredients that are banned. In America, the last law was passed in, like, 1978, and there's <laughs> only 13. Oh, shit. Right. So, right. So like there's, there's a huge difference in how you move as a society when your quality is pretty good. Right. Like our standards are so low. Right. People are like FDA. I'm like the FDA doesn't mean shit. (laughs) You basically are, the FDA is kind of like a, and it's such a corrupt system. So like I have mental smas. I can say in good faith to them, submit my paperwork and say, hey, I've tested out my products independently and I send the results to them. That's not regulating. Yeah, no. I was allowed to pass that shit for you. Exactly. And so I took I took this whole course in high school about food. And you know how a lot of Americans are like, I'm organic, I'm this, I'm that. They were talking about how in America, like all those labels don't even matter. Whereas, like, in Europe, that actually means something. But Mm. here, it's kind of a marketing Mm. Oh, no, yeah. Labels in general, unless they're, like, USDA certified organic, which is the Mm -hmm. same as 
the one in Europe, it, it it's pretty much bullshit. But yeah. even the USDA is is kind of bullshit because let's say I have an organic farm, right? It's at the root of my of my manufacturing process. I have a farm that's organic. If a thousand yards away there's a GMO plant, what's stopping that crop from contaminating mine? Mm. We're in the open fields, you know. In France, yeah. all these laws exist. So when, you know, the difference is staggering between organic and not organic in America. In France and in Germany, it's like maybe fifty cent difference, seventy five cent difference, mm. because it's like not organic is already. Re- already really good it's it's Mm -hmm. quality food and they're extremely transparent because they have to be in europe it is for example with meat there's so many examples i can go on um if it's cloned meat it's not that they don't allow it right if it's cloned meat they have to tell you it's cloned meat and it is your right to choose whether you want that to buy that cloned meat or the organic one in oh my god, Mar- clone sorry, meat? Clone, that just freaks clone, me clone, out. Clone and I'm dying. Is that clone like meat. is that popular? Clone meat? Well, here it is. People <laughs> GMO like grown processed meat is you know, all of that <sighs> is labeled in your That is so creepy. And you get to choose. And I'm pretty sure if it was labeled here, there will be a whole bunch of people that will say oh, it tastes just like chicken and eat Oh yeah. Right. But I mean? at least but let have- us know that you have the right, and it is your right to choose what you want to put in your body. We don't have that right here. If you don't, if it's not labeled USDA organic, you don't know what you're eating. Damn. Yikes. Yeah, and so that, I was about to say, more of Glenn's like, Doomsville. Mm -hmm. Wait, but you're making me like, want to move to Paris, but can we take a moment to maybe (laughs) reflect? Yeah, because I don't feel so shitty about myself in New York. (laughs) Can, it, can we take a minute to reflect on any, like, hardships you may have had, like, moving to Oh, my Europe. God, so many. I still have them. The language barrier, I moved there completely alone. I, I mean, I knew, like, friends of friends of friends who, like, let me crash. I didn't have an apartment for two years. Oh, my, oh my gosh. I, I, it, was, it, was, it, it was the time of my life because I just, I, it was like, I looked in the mirror and I, I, I introduced myself to me. Like, I didn't know anything about myself when I moved to Europe. I just oh knew that I, I was, I kind of had this dream and I followed my heart. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know, like, but anything about me. Like, what do I like? What do I enjoy? What makes me happy? What, you know, what kind of jokes do I make? Nothing about me. I didn't know anything. And so wow. this kind of journey of being lost in a foreign country and trying to find my way, although quite difficult, Hmm. I embraced it because it was still better than being lost and living with what if. Yeah. And that's kind of how I navigate through life. Like, yes, this is really difficult. I didn't, you know, I can't tell you how many conversations I'm just sitting in a group and I'm just staring because I didn't know what was going on or what hmm. people were saying and people would forget that I was there and how many times I was like, oh my God, where am I going to sleep tomorrow? Like I have to leave this apartment in two days and I have nowhere else to go. And it always worked out. Like I just oh my God. trusted the universe. And I really did. Like at one point I was like, okay, you're going to give yourself a heart attack if every time you don't have somewhere to go, you, you freak out and you, you cry. You freak out. 
Yeah. And so I stopped freaking out. And I was, because it always worked out. Like, and so yeah. I was like, I'm not going to freak out anymore. And I've applied, like, even now when, like, shit is hitting the hay. I I stay calm. <laughs> Just hitting the hay. Like, like, it could be planes crashing outside my window. And I'm like, you know what? Just stay calm. It's going to be fine. Because it always is. When you... In, mm. it, it, I tell myself that all the time. Even though it's I'm hard. Do, do you, Glenn? <laughs> no, I, I trip say, all what? the time. But I'm always like... And in the very depths of the back of my mind, I'm like, it's going to be fine. I'm just prone oh, to okay. dramatics. I go... Fine. I mean, I... It may, don't get me wrong. Like, I cry. I, be, I feel like I have a good cry once a week for my soul to be like, okay, we're here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to start incorporating more weekly cries. Oh, I think that's the way to go. I cry, oh like, you know, but I don't Even let if it, you have to cry. induce the cry. <laughs> it's, I feel Cut like onion? a good, I feel like a good cry <laughs> is good for your skin. Oh, really? yes. I mean, like, it does make I you just, nice and red and rosy. <laughs> and you just like, you're, I don't know. I just feel so great after. I mean, we we get it. We're all good after a good cry, but the hardships. I understood. Like, I think I just appreciated surviving at every basic level. Mm. And because I appreciated the very, like, you know, I was like, okay, I have a place to sleep for two nights. The the universe gave me more. You know, mm. and I think when if you can't appreciate what you do have, how can the universe or the world or God or Buddha or Allah give you more? And so mm. I was just like, I embraced just what I had in front of me because that's all I had. I had, you know, I didn't have, you know, I didn't speak the language, but I had people that I was surrounded by. That's something. I could be completely alone. I just embraced every step of the way. And of course I cried along the way and I was scared along the way. But it was also really beautiful to like really see that there are people in this world who don't know you, who are complete strangers to you, who just help you just because they don't want anything. You know, I never experienced it like that. And I never thought the world would be like that. And I, 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 I learned new friendships and I learned generosity and selflessness in this in this foreign place that no one had any obligation to me mm-hmm. so so I embraced all of that in the hardship and it always worked out and you know four years later I'm kind of still figuring it out but surviving shit now I want to go cry I'm move, gonna move. follow my dreams I know. <laughs> you, you have to understand that it's part of the process to fail and drop on your face but you have mm-hmm. to keep going yeah. you just have yeah. to like What's the alternative, you know? Like, quitting and then what? And being really unhappy. Right. Right. Like, I'd rather be unhappy trying than miserable, like, thinking what it could have been. Yeah. Well, why... Oh, sorry. Oh, I had a completely random question, so you go first, Chelsea. Well, I was just going to say, while you were, you know, starting your skincare line, how did you, like, did you do research on, like, skin? Did you... Like, oh, yeah. how did you learn about skin, I guess, besides uh, the information that your dermatologist told you? Well, he kind of gave me like a basic. He told me, read labels, stop using. I do remember the one thing he told me was like, use the mildest soap you can find because it's mm-hmm. that's all bullshit marketing, like face soap. And, and I just used the most basic. At the, at the time, I used like Dove or something, you know, like that, 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 that was mild enough, but... You know, I just 
key words like that, like marketing is, it's all marketing. If it doesn't say this, understand what's real and what's not made me self-educate, which a lot of times we trust these brands to educate us. And it's like, it's up to you. I really self-educated. I read books. I, I can't tell you how, like I lived hours if I dedicated as much time as I did to my college degree as I did on researching just for my own self-fulfillment, <laughs> I would be like a Harvard Law student. <laughs> I just went out, I just read the difference, like what does organic mean? What does, you know, I started, it literally would take like just the, the cream in my mom's, in, in our family, you know, vanity and google what is every ingredient and most of them were carcinogens right so like that was salvage i didn't know where to start so i started with what i had Mm -hmm. and then i started reading like you know not reading but experiencing i felt like olive oil hydrated my skin because i was using that every day and then i i always use cocoa butter like we all do right like when we're kids Mm-hmm. And and so then I tangent on on shea butter and then I researched well why is this so good like why is this better than that and 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 it's no different than than someone who pays a lot to do it I just did it myself and I trust what I do and I tried it on myself and I tried it on my family and friends and I think the blessing in being from the Bronx and being Dominican is that we have every skin type every color like we range from like black as night to blonde blue hair Mm -hmm, so i was able to kind of test in my own community the same products on different skin and see that it worked great for everyone yeah that was one thing when we were at ludlow house and you were telling me about some of your products and just how you had created as this like potion basically for your skin i was like oh well hell yeah i trust her that she would know because we actually have the same kind of skin like it just felt right. like it was really I could see myself in the brand and in the pro in the ingredients. Um, well, that's the, yeah. the, the, the important. That's why like being inclusive and opening the, the, the industry, allowing room for people like me is why it's so important, because we're, mm-hmm. you know, you see yourself in me because we're both women of color. So mm-hmm. you trust me more than Dove adding a model. Exactly. Uh, as 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 a thing you know as a face as a face of it versus someone who's like oh no she's just like me Mm -hmm. she knows my skin so it's it worked on her it surely works on me that's That's why it's so important for us to like knock down on these doors and say oh no 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 there's room for us and there are a lot of us creating quality amazing things for us and you know one thing i will always say and i think you girls know this too right like we've learned to navigate in a world of white products, right? Like for made Mm -hmm. for white women, but we make it work for us, Mm -hmm. but they don't actually work for us. Right. Cause Mm -hmm. they're like, we don't, our skin can't really handle Most people's skin can't handle like toxic water-based ingredients. Um, and like, especially for our hair, like, right. It's so drying. It's just doesn't work. Yeah. But, Products made by people of color work for every skin, no matter where they are from. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like shape, mm-hmm. like our, our stuff works for everyone. And it, it, there's this like, and I think you guys felt this too, probably growing up. And it's scary when you're a person. And, and I think the world has shifted since then. But when you have 
products for people of color, you had like a section and it was like, mm-hmm. do you know? And, and if you had a brand, although you want it to be for people of color, you don't just want to market it. You, you want it to be for everyone. Because right, you want why, you why brands, be successful. Right, right. Because at the time, you you know, it, it was being a black brand, you had to do a crossover. Mm-hmm. And, and not up, up until like maybe last year recently is this kind of like renaissance happening where like black is the standard. It is the American and it's ex- <laughs> an accepted norm coming t- to everyone, right? Whereas yeah. like a few years ago when I had started, it was like if I'm if I'm if I label myself a black brand, then I, I have to then try and cross over. They don't right. have that problem with us, mm-hmm. right? Like they set the norm and I'm like, I don't, it, it's, it was scary. So it's really nice now to just own the space and not be afraid of that because we're just breaking down those doors. And I think we're owning the fact that we're incredibly powerful, more powerful than we ever took credit for before ever in history. Hmm. Yeah. So this it's really nice to be in uh, in 2019. Yeah, that made me think about um, your brand is specifically gender fluid. Can you talk mm-hmm. to us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So when I was testing product, I mean, my whole, I'm the only girl in my household, and oh, so sure. when I was yeah, I I'm, it's just me and my mom, and then it's just like a household of Dominican men. <laughs> <laughs> So, Invite Shade I was going to say, Shade is like, oh. <laughs> just like line up my cousins for you, don't worry. Um, when yes, I, please. When I was testing on myself, I mean, my older brother has terrible acne scars. My younger brother had relatively good skin, but, you know, my dad worked in construction and he built houses, so his hands are disgusting. Mm-hmm. and rough and my mom was a nurse so I just tested uh, on all of us and on all of us it worked and you know I um, my niece and my goddaughter and my godkids I just tested it on those same product my same balm I tested it on my cousins used it for their kids my neighbors used it on their grandparents on you know my gay cousin used it on her so like it, it it worked on everyone regardless of their gender their sex their nationality it mm-hmm. just worked it's skin is skin if it's dry and it needs to be moisturized and so i don't feel like your gender or your i don't know your nationality should define how well you treat your skin mm-hmm. and, and 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 so i'm gender fluid yeah. yeah i think that's super important like my boyfriend always we talk about the fact that like in his profession you're asked as a man to have like a shaved face um no facial hair you can't come in there with a big beard um but for black men that's like a lot more uh i guess scary because they get ingrown hairs Mm -hmm. all of these things that i guess these white companies don't necessarily think about well, they don't um, care. It's the same with us with our hair. Like, we're told exactly. from a young like to straighten age, it. straighten your hair because that's presentable at a job. And I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, okay. So yeah. my, my whole life, and I'm sure you girls have too, you know, our standard of beauty is straight hair. And now that they deem curly, afro-y hair acceptable, now it's suddenly okay for us to just be out. 
Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's a strange feeling because it's great, right? Like I don't want to shit on that the thing of it's like, but it's because they deemed it acceptable, right? Mm. And 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 because they want, you know, they just seemed it, deemed it acceptable and it's okay, and they're embracing, you know, and wanting our bodies and our hair and everything about us, but I'm still left with like, I almost feel like I need therapy. Because it's, mm-hmm. oh, do you know what I mean? Like, I grew up my whole life being told my curly hair was nappy, was bad, wasn't good enough for a job. You know, my name might have not even allowed me to get a job. And mm-hmm. so now all of these things are amazing. And now I have to kind of learn to love myself and undo all the damage that society told me mm-hmm. was wrong with me because they, were, you know, it's, it's just a strange feeling to have yeah it's like I'm now more, they're okay with it right so what is that I, what's the term ghetto until proven fashionable mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is and so but mm-hmm. now we're like where's my therapist so that i can <laughs> fix the damage that you did to my life yo facts just listen to a few episodes of black girls texting uh <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding um no, but yeah, the the gender fluid piece I think is super important so that men can, you know, get into the conversation about skincare because they and deal with a lot care, of skin shit. But they also care. That's the And they care, yeah. There's like two things. Men care just as much as women. If anybody has had a boyfriend that mm-hmm. they live with or brothers, yeah. they know they care. Um, even if they're like closeted carers. Like there's some who just like pretend they don't care. Yo. Because society's told them it's not it's- to. But they secretly care what they, you know, their skin or their beard, their ingrown hairs. They care about all that. Yeah, they can't cover it with makeup. Right. And they don't want to. They care. And then the second thing is gender marketing is all a a marketing scheme to charge women more. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. The pink tax. Right. So I'm just like, I'd rather just be for everyone. That's amazing. Um, So speaking of the men's you mentioned a couple times that like some relationships were like a catalyst at different part, points in your life to leave america or to go and like get closer to yourself and your your own passions how have you found that as a like a enterprising enterprising woman like how are you managing relationships like i've found that recently as my career has started to to pick up i'm like dudes what niggas who yeah Forgot? yeah that's kind of where i am well really well yes and no right like i I hate that narrative uh, i don't want to i like i'm not i don't subscribe to like the feminism that like hates men you know like what does a boyfriend have to do with that right like i feel like i've learned so much because i'm the only girl in, in kind of the world that i've been brought up in um, I love the men in my life and they've taught me so many lessons from their wrongs too, you know, like I, you mm. know, um, but I watched the men in my life, friends who are quite successful or not move relentlessly and unapologetic. like mm. they don't have any qualms of like, you know, they want, I, I admire that. It's a privilege that men, whether they're men of color or white, whatever, just because they're men, they can even think that way. Like, uh, you know, they want something, they think they're this valuable, and so they're going to ask for that amount. Where I'm like, women, we just like are, before we even begin anything, we're saying sorry. 
Mm. And I'm just like, that is the hums. That's so sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, mm. like, oh, I'm sorry, but you know, I think, and I'm like, you know what? I had a guy friend who's like, no, you, you, you like, you've got to like, you have to have like huge confidence in yourself to say, this is my worth. Don't say, stop saying sorry after every sentence and hold your chest up high and speak with conviction because you you have it but you hide it because the world i don't know women have this thing of the world telling them to dim their light men don't do that so i admire that about men um that they can do that and so i've pulled a lot of like a lot of my inspiration comes from male energy and i apply i kind of have this thing in my mind where like i love applying masculine energy whatever that means like this Mm -hmm. kind of way men move in my life to the women that I use in my campaigns and Mm. I like to add the softness of women to the Mm. men that I use Mm -hmm. it's you know even in our in our kind of like our mob I I like to show women strength so I like to show a lot of the women that are in my crew or in our collective in our community they're working out their strength their physical Ability, and I like to show the more vulnerable side of men because it's a side that we don't get to see from either enough. And oh my that's God, I love that you said that. Yeah, I love that. Like, I feel like it's like such a weird, I don't know if stigma is the right word, but like where women are like, fuck niggas, and then men are like, fuck bitches. But really, we just need a little bit of each other. Mm. Like, there's no maybe way not everyone, gonna- but like we need each other's energy. Like, we need to feed off of each other because we naturally are just a little different i we're, think we're naturally different but at the end of the day we're all just people all the same, trying to survive right. in this exactly. world and it's like very the world is very tough and very demanding and some of us are not allotted the space to feel how we feel where most of the time men are told you know masculinity means holding shit inside and mm-hmm. and, 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 and repressing their energy and, and kind of these norms that are just so unrealistic and women are told they have to live by a certain, you know, by the, by the rule of law, I should be a mother of two children. I don't right. know with be with, seen, not heard. Right, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't move that way. I, I, I don't care to move that way. I want, and I don't think the men in my life or the men that you know that I see growing up now want to live emotionally repressed like that, and mm-hmm. so. While I think holding men accountable with movements like Me Too, I think the I have issues because I and I I don't know if you guys think that way, but what happens after we hold men accountable? What happens mm-hmm. after they pay for their crime? Do we mm-hmm. hate them forever? Do we cancel them forever? Do we, <laughs> is there room for forgiveness? That's what I'm going through. I don't. Yeah. Do when, when when does that kick in? Is that part of the process of? Of, of this account and, and don't get me wrong like there's before we even get there we have to like have men understand that they need to be held accountable right that's a huge yeah. first step that's like something they've not conquered yet but the ones that have then what do we do next is there room for forgiveness is there room to understand you know because the world is tough on men too not to say that it's mm-hmm. not tough on women like we obviously and we're stronger than men are you know because mm-hmm. that's just how we are you know <laughs> I don't see a lie. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like the world tells men that they being sensitive, being emotionally emotionally in touch with themselves and being 
you know, able to communicate and, and, and do all these things are, at one point they were, you were gay or at one point you were like a girl. Mm-hmm. So you had to put this like tough exterior and hold things inside. But then you're also expected to be sensitive and catered. I'm like, the whole world tells you to be a dog and an animal because that's what it means to be a man. Right. But then when you actually bite the tail and eat the squirrel, you're sent to jail. So, bite the tail and eat the squirrel. But yeah. So it's no, like, they're also like issues in that system of, mm-hmm. of, of, of masculinity and what was told of men just like you know like we have our issues in qualms of society as well so it's not that they're not to blame but they're also like things in society that's put men in these positions and you know now we're just coming at them hella hard there's like an unlearning that needs to be done in a way on on both sides Mm -hmm. and i like that you talked about that sensitivity you know Go have yourself a good cry, feel the feels and like self-love and self-care is probably at the root of a lot of that. So much. Because you talk so much about, you know, finding yourself in that journey, not knowing, you know, what if you were funny and like what types of jokes you told, like all of that. I feel like some people could really use and reflect on and ironically. So we have this segment called What Would You Do? Ironically, what you were talking about, about women like standing up for themselves kind of relates to that so so we'll come back to that um but I just wanted to note that you are an, a really amazing brand female owned woman of color um were you born in the DR I was immigrant am, come on far. girl I am <laughs> twice the immigrant which is insane right because you're now in Paris right and it's hell yeah and you know i that i appreciate my parents so much because i was 26 when i moved to paris and i was i'm saying you know i don't have commitments i don't have children i didn't have you know i just had me and whatever shit baggage i had had on me to to fix as a 26 year old Mm -hmm. you know my parents came to america with they were over 30 they had three kids and 40 dollars in their pocket Damn. I'm. I was freaking. Out. I'm like, how? How? Did, and now they're like, my mom's a nurse, and my dad's like builds in construction. I'm like, how? I could barely get by Paris without melting down every other day. It, <laughs> I'm. There's like the power of being an immigrant is. It, it's just so incredible. I wouldn't trade being an immigrant for anything in the world because we are the world's greatest hustlers. Mm-hmm. There's That's n- fact. There's nowhere that we can't survive as people. Like who we just know how to hustle. Like wherever we are, we'll find a way to make a life. Ooh. So immigrants um, are black people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was like black people. Don't forget the black. <laughs> I mean um, when yeah. I mean immigrant, you know, like No, I know what you mean. There's so but there's so many, you know, and in here you know you have african americans but in paris there's not you know there's everyone's from senegal from yeah you know west africa from liberia they're from 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 dakar from everywhere not just you know so it, it's just everyone for, and dominicans are black so yes. i'm 
I'm I'm on that I'm on that team. You're like I'm not with that other with that other fugazi stuff. <laughs> some, I I'm some with like, like to talk well, about. like what I tell people and in my family and in my like very Dominican circle of people, I'm like, do you think that when like we're in a lineup between me, you, the African, the Jamaican over there, and we're we're all in a we're all in a, a lineup, and the white man comes and says, you know what? No, not him. He's Dominican. No, no, <laughs> not happening. Not happening. He's gonna say you're all black. Get them out of here. <laughs> That's hilarious. So that's how I like. I'm like, there's no difference between, except that we speak Spanish, and you know, some Africans eat spicy and we don't. That's it. <laughs> we all eat plantains. I love that. Um, ladies, do you want to introduce the what would you do to? Well, I'll just do it. Um, we have this thing called what would you do, and we sing what would the you city do high song. Yes. <laughs> Cause he's hungry. I hear you too. Oh no 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 no! I'll spare you guys. <laughs> Just spare the people. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that was a sad. What would you do? But that's okay. Cause I was trying to warn you, like you gonna have the same, but it's all right. Um, long story short, what would you do is kind of like listener letters. Um, people will DM us. People will email us. People will tweet at us. Um, and ask, you know, what would you do? And the whole concept is behind. You know, you go to the group chat and you are always asking people in the group chat, like how do I reply to this? What do I do about this? So we had one that I thought was really interesting. And I say that it relates to how you talked about, you know, women kind of like holding their chest up and like just, you know, demanding that respect. So this young lady works a nine to five in an industry that she's not really passionate about and is a creative and has an opportunity to get flued out (laughs) and is nervous about how to like get out of work um it's like should I be honest should I lie and make up something should I just quit like what should I do so I'll let you kick it off on what you think this girl should do in order to chase her dreams there's so many avenues if you have I mean it's difficult because I don't know her finances I don't know if she you know if, if, if I can just say that, like, the thing that I would do, I would take that as a sign from, from the universe or God and say, this is my chance, I'm out, and I'll figure it out from there, you know? Like, and, and take that and fly. Oh, I, I un- that. But if you really can't do that, I would say, I don't know. I don't know what your bosses are like. Did you take all your sick days for the year? Did you? Mm-hmm. She should have just been sick. All you know, this passive like, aggression on the phone right now. I don't. I don't know. Is for for me. She isn't she. I I have I have friends who have been in that situation, and I'm like, just be honest. If word, but if you're like at a Morgan Stanley bank, I don't know if that's possible. If they're just gonna say yeah, or like if you can say I need to take a personal leave, for and I'll I won't take the pay, but I want to come back to my job. Right. If you can, you know, if you, be smart. If you know you truly can't be without a job at this time, be smart about it. Like, be cautious of how you lie or move. If you can take an absence from work and not take the money while you're gone from your job, because they usually just care about that. Mm-hmm. You know, say, hey, hold, I got to be gone personally, you know, whatever. Don't pay me. I don't care. 
but but can I I need to be gone can I still have my job when I come back yeah, uh, I think people respect that honesty right and yeah, if they're and on if, some bullshit then gotta right. be out and if, but if you're truly unhappy and you have the opportunity to leap I'm always on for the leap because it'll work it, it, it'll work itself out you'll figure out you'll start thinking of other ways to make money you'll automatically go into survival survival mode yeah and you'll figure out you I know love that. you'll figure out you know otherwise you'll what i think about is like long term in that kind of situation you go to this project this kind of leap that you have the opportunity to do and then you come back to your job how do you continue that that progress you made on that leap when you're coming back to this this place that you hate that's right so i would say leap if you can and figure it out from there get a be a waitress get something figure it out you know where there's a will there's a way you heard it here first from the lady who went to Paris, no French, and hustled. You got to follow your dreams. And with that being said, our last segment is we have a thing called Black Girls Doing Shit. And it's really just a big up black women, entrepreneurs, everything under the sun. And that is you. <laughs> a black girl doing shit guys in the amazing. flesh. I'm trying. You're doing. You're doing. No, you doing, girl. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to. I I have to work on that. You know, like the the going back to accepting and owning. Like I know I am, but there's so much work to do. I'm like, I'm trying. Nope. Get some of that male energy. Yeah. I'm one of your brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Just own it. Yes, because my hands still feel smooth. I tried that. Yo, me too. <laughs> that inner crease. The hand scrub. Between that the thumb so and pointer happy. finger. Doing yes. well. It really can't is. wait to get a little bit of that on my face soon. Because I'm looking patchy. I can't patchy. Oh my gosh. Well, with that being said, is there anything you want to plug? Yes. Um, well, you guys have plugged Menos Moss enough, but check us out at menos.moss <laughs> on Instagram, always. Um, and you guys can keep up with me, Anya, A-N-N-Y-A, Santana. Um, I'm always giving healthy tips and being what I think is funny on the ground. No, you know who I actually am really in love with right now? Um, I don't know her, but Dr. Jess. Oh, is, wow, interesting you say that. <laughs> she is just an incredible psych- psychologist. She's she's like online. She's like talking mental health in black communities. Mm-hmm. And she's just opening up this world of comfort for people mm-hmm. of color to to navigate what is okay in mental health and and kind of making it a safe space for all of us to to even indulge in mental health and i really really love what she's doing and who she's targeting and how she's going about this kind of digestible way to to approach you know mental health and it's really beautiful yeah and healthcare, and it's and it's it's really 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 great to see her journey and i love that absolutely She's destigmatizing. So shout out to Dr. Jess. Another black girl doing shit. Love that. Black girls doing shit. Highlighting other black girls doing shit. Right? We've got to support each other. Ecosystem, as we like to say. And we do support each other. I see it all the time. So I'm proud of you. And shout out to you girls for having this 
space and bringing us together and and giving women like me a, a platform to, to speak of our journey and, and and you know I don't know who wants to hear it but thanks for having me on yes <laughs> oh my gosh everyone we all need injection of male energy because people yes. want to hear it girl you dropped so many gems thank you so much for joining us yes thanks for and having me yes y'all go check out Menos Mas um I'm Sade at Black Girls Texting I'm Chelsea Pinky at, I mean, I'm Chelsea at Chelsea Pinky, a.k.a. the washing machine queen. What? Oh, the fuck at was ASMR. that? ASMR. I'm tired, so oh I get weird. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm, I'm Glenn sorry. at Bedside Brat. And our guest? Anya oh, you're. Santana. Yay. Thanks, Thank you y'all. so much. All Thank right. Thank you, ladies. Bye-bye. Bye.